Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Hobbs with You Mortgage. Hey, I wanted to welcome you to this episode of The Real Podcast with Frazier. Let's roll. What's up, everyone? This is Frazier with The Real Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Jimmy Hobson. Jimmy, thank you so much for that awesome intro, my man. Really, really appreciate it. I love those things. I, I just do it. I love having the community be a part of what I'm doing. It's just it's just fun. Um, before I get started here, uh, I, uh, I'm i uh, traveling, so you may notice uh, it's not as uh, audio is through my headphones, not normally the crisp mic in the studio that I have in Alpharetta, Georgia, with my friend Alan Christian of the Alan Christian Mortgage Team. So just uh, just to let you guys know, that's why the audio sounds a little different uh, today. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to our podcast partners, and that is Lender Price and Next Level Loan Officers. Obviously, this podcast is presented by lead pops and speaking of next level loan officers we actually have an event coming up in april end of april april 27th it's our live event and we also have our members only mastermind that day as well which i will be speaking at and i will be uh basically uh going over my new marketer gpt workshop to uh, our members but if you register for the live event if you're a member you know I'll, i'll see you there uh, if you're not, if you, you're just going to attend the live event, you will actually get a um, uh, you'll you'll get a recording of the virtual workshop uh, that you can then um, listen to uh, after the live event, and you'll also get a real estate version that you can give to your real estate partners. So check the show notes for all the links of everything that I'm talking about today. Um, now I have been doing the producing in a crisis series, but I'm actually going to um, diverge from that today because I actually have this podcast episode is a companion piece to my newsletter, uh, the LFG letter um, that uh, we do there at Lead Pops. And uh, you could, you know, of course, subscribe to that at lfgletter.com again in the show notes. But today I'm going to be talking about um, my PAL framework, but also uh, it's kind of funny because this is this is a combination between the the podcast and the newsletter. In the newsletter, if you're here from the newsletter, uh, it's because uh, I was going to go deeper uh, into what I talked about in regards to uh, my PAL framework and how you can actually use that strategy to talk to consumers today with the market condition rates being what they are and whatnot. So uh, it's kind of a back and forth. So if you didn't come here from the newsletter, go check out the newsletter and uh, you can see what uh, what I'm, uh, I mean, I'm going to talk a little about it here, but you kind of see how uh, this developed. So the PAL framework, what is that? Well, before we get into that, we got to understand kind of like what really generally grows a business, any business. Uh, and there's three laws that I go by, right? And number one is a consumer is a consumer, regardless of product or service. Marketing is your lifeblood. And you have to know what your audience wants, where they congregate, and how what you do solves their problems, right? doesn't have to be more complicated than that even though uh, we like to overcomplicate the crap out of things in this industry, it really is kind of easy. So um, from those laws, I've created a framework that is basically the foundation of all the marketing that I do. I love frameworks, something I learned from Russell Brunson. 
And it just allows you to keep things organized and understand and give you some, some, some sort of a strategic platform as you design your content, marketing strategies, and everything else, right? So I call it POW. It is perceived value, actual value, and loss of value, right? And a, a quote, I don't know who said it, um, but an absence of value price is all that matters, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now as a lot of people are struggling, right? Because it seems that rate is the only thing that matters, right? So as I talked about in the newsletter, in order to reframe, which is something that we need to do right now because the narrative's so bad from national media and honestly from a lot of people in the mortgage industry of what we're putting out there, the type of content that we're putting out there is you got to go back to law number one. And that is a consumer is a consumer regardless of product of service. We always look, the messaging changes, obviously, depending on the the product, the, the price of the product, if it's service, if you're selling, you know, the workout equipment, if you are uh, a dentist, a doctor, chiropractor, whatever you have to be do, you're obviously your messaging changes. However, the consumer is a consumer. That mindset, consumerism does not change. Right. Regardless of the product or service. Right. So you got to understand that. So you always go back to law number one. Right. So as it relates to what we're talking about when it comes to the rate discussion, um, we should really be talking about affordability. Right. But we don't. We're talking about uh, rates and cost and cheap and expense and all that other good stuff. Right. And all of it does is create a environment of trying to get a deal which isn't what housing is about. Housing isn't about trying to get a deal, right? And so going further, you know, like I talked about in the newsletter is that not all consumers are created equal. You know, they're, they're just not, they're different. They have different uh, times in their life. They're dealing with, you know, uh, certain economic uh, realities. Um, and we all generally just put the same content out there and try to treat everyone the same, right? Now, when I talked about you know trying to get a deal and cheaper, I hate to break it to you, but cheaper does not mean better, right? Nor is that what consumers want, right? They want value. If cheaper is better, then Dollar Tree, Dollar General, all the discount stuff would be number one for everyone. But it's not. It's value, and it's that perceived, uh, that perceived value that matters most because. When, it, when the value is perceived as high, and by perceived, I don't, I'm not talking about tricking people into anything. I'm not talking about um, you know, trying to you know, put lipstick on a pig or anything like that. I'm talking about the actual value of something, right? The, 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 the perceived value, because you need that perceived value first. Otherwise, sometimes they don't even get past the front door, right? So um, what I talked about is I, I, I gave three questions that we should be asking bars. When we're talking to them, right? And this helps kind of, it, it's called pre-framing to a certain extent because it gets in front of objections. It gets their mindset in the right, wa- uh, the right way. And it starts them on what I call the yes ladder, right? Not something I messed up the, or made up. The, the yes ladder is used in, in a lot of marketing terms, but it's something like that. But in this term, I, I, I refer to it as the yes ladder because you're getting them to say yes. So the first question is, is it valuable to you if I can get you what you want? And the answer of that is yes, right? Is it valuable to you if I can get you what you want at a price you can afford? Yes. Now, if you notice there, I didn't talk about rate or cost or anything or cheap or deal or any of that other stuff. I talked about at a price you can afford. Yes, because you're already getting them to say yes. 
Like, yes, it's valuable to me if you, Mr. Loan, Mr. or Mrs. Loan Officer, can get me what I want. Is that valuable to you? Yes. Is it valuable to you if I could get you what you want at a price you can afford? Because they're already thinking, yes, I want it. They're already thinking, yes, I would take it if I could afford it. And then finally, if I could help you avoid losing what you want, would that be valuable to you? Well, yes, right? If I'm answering yes on the first two, I'm definitely answering yes on the third one. And this is this last question is, if I can help you avoid losing what you want, would that be valuable to you? Yes. And that's what I want to focus on here for the remainder of the podcast, because this is the strategy that I personally believe all loan officers should be deploying right now, right? And, and those three questions are an example of perceived value, actual value, or loss of value, right? The perceived value gets you in the, do- it gets you in the door. The actual value is the value that I came in here to get. Loss of value is I'm going to stick around and stay with you because I don't want to lose the perceived value that I thought and the actual value that I'm getting, right? Now, in the newsletter, this is why you're coming in because the newsletter isn't an ebook and this is a longer conversation, easier for me to talk about it as opposed to writing it all down in the newsletter, right? But this framework, this PAL framework is a cornerstone of all my marketing that I've done Lead generating generated over 300 million in closed loans from Consumer Direct and personally referring over 5 million in closed deals, but just by practicing this in my own sphere of influence of family and friends and people in the business, right? This POW framework absolutely works 100%, right? So, what are we talking about when it comes to that third question? I'll repeat it again. If I can help you avoid losing what you want, would that be valuable to you? So, as we talk about like rates and, and affordability and, and whatnot, and remember going back to those first two questions, can they afford it? Yes, right? Affordability, that's where we should be focusing on. But that loss of value, avoid losing it, this is what matters. And, the, and I'll tell you why. It's because everyone's waiting for rates to come down, uh, and they may not, right? Look at the swing that we've had. We started the year with rates doing better, and then we had that, you know, that, that February where rates swung opposite the other way and people were out of the market. Those people lost something, right? We are so focused on rates and cost, we don't focus on what people want and what they can afford, right? And losing what they can afford. So if so let me put it this way, inventory has not changed, right? And inventory, if you look at all the reports and the predictions, inventory is not going to change this year. If it's going to be what it was last year or worse by all accounts, right? So with that being said, what happened last year when it came and the year before with inventory, when it came to uh, putting offers on house, what happened? What happened? It was cash. It was highly competitive. People were trying to win. People were, you know, waiving contingencies. People were paying, you know, thousands, tens of thousands over, over list, right? That's the market that will happen again when rates come down, right? So uh, if you guys remember the the popular post about you know uh, house prices at a lower rate compared to higher rate with lower prices, um, you know I wasn't a, a fan of how that was put, but it it but in essence it's true, right? So that's what you should be talking about, saying, look, here's the cost of waiting. It's something that MBS Highway is very good at, at, at putting out their report on. The cost of waiting, right, is that if I'm, can you, do you want to move? 
Yes. Okay. Do you want to buy a house? Yes. Whatever those reasons happen to be does not matter. But yes, I want to buy a house. Okay. What can you afford? I can afford X amount of payment, down payment, whatever it happens to be. Got, got it. Okay. But let me tell you something. If you are waiting for rates to come down, that what you can afford now and do today, chances are when rates come down because of competition, because of all cash buyers, because of waiving contingencies and all that other stuff, you actually are putting yourself in a worse situation and potentially losing on what you want, right? Losing that value and or not being able to afford it, right? If you could buy now, you could afford it now, you don't want to lose it now, then that's what the conversation should be, right? Because we don't know. We could all talk about rates doing this and rates doing what. The rates did opposite of what people said they were going to do in February. I've been talking about this since last year, is that we cannot focus on predictions and where rates are going. Because if you look at historical data, these rate swings can last five to 10 years. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but they can, right? So if we're going to have these rates coming down or waiting for rates or waiting for this ad nauseum, then we could be doing that for years, right? So it's time to change the conversation. And again, this isn't tricking anyone. This isn't, this isn't doing anything. It's changing the message using the PAL framework so that you could get people thinking differently about what they're wanting to do. If they can afford now, good. If they can't afford it, don't put them in a bad situation. Those are conversations you have to have too, right? Like, can, can you afford this at this rate? Are you getting what you want? Yes. Okay, then that's all that matters. Right. It's when we start focusing on cheaper. It's when we start focusing on rates. It's when we start focusing on those things that we start putting people in the swap meet, get a deal uh, mindset. Right. And that has to stop, because if that doesn't stop, then this is all that we're going to be talking about. Right. And this is when people talk about I don't sell rate, I sell value. Right. This is kind of what I look at it as selling value. Now, others are just like, hey, I'll call you and I'll keep you updated on the loan. It's not value. Right. That's what you should be doing. Right. So, you know, regardless of anything, we're all selling rate right now. Right. Essentially, we're selling cost, but we shouldn't be. We should be selling value. Right. Value to the consumer. If you do that, I promise. And do this. Right. Like, don't take my word for it. Try it. Actually do this with some of the conversations. Those three questions again, like, is it valuable to you? If I could get you what you want, is it valuable to you? If I could get it to you at a price you could afford. Right. Is it valuable to you? If I help you avoid losing it. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And once you start getting them thinking, yes, because you say, hey, you said yes to these three. Like, what am I missing? Right. You said yes to these things. Oh, well, I read this and rates might go down. If rates go down, then rates go down and you always have a refi opportunity down the road. Now, this is where you got to be careful is because another thing is you got to understand. And I know loan officers, I don't need to tell you this, but you got to make sure the consumer understands. Right. That. You know, rate, you can't always refi just because rates are down, right? You got, there's, you know, you got to understand like your equity situation. There's a lot of different factors that go into being able to, to refi. However, like just let them know, like this doesn't have to be forever. And also when you're, you know, kind of pre-qualifying those borrowers and asking questions, how, how long do you plan on living in the house? Right. So, you know, and again, this is why it kills me when people are always focusing on like cost of ownership over like a 30-year period when we know that it changed after the pandemic, but it used to be about five to six years on average people would stay in a house. Now it's like eight to 10, right? So like, so talking about 15, 30 years is stupid unless that is what they want to do, but most likely it's not. So if you're looking at like, hey, short term, like, can you afford it? Then that's all that matters, 
right? And if rates come down, then rates come down. But the point is, is that I'm getting you what you want at a price that you could afford, and I'm helping you lose it. When rates do come down, this is when you're going to actually pay more, right? So do that. Post it. I'm telling you right now, post it today. Start throwing that stuff out there saying, hey, for those of you waiting for rates to come down, let me know that it's a possibility that you'll actually pay more. It's possible that you actually may pay more. And it's possible that if you can afford it now, you may not be able to afford it when rates come down. And they'll be like, well, what kind of sense, right? Like what <laughs> you're probably thinking, oh yeah, like that doesn't make sense. And so will the consumer, right? But after everything that I just talked about, it absolutely does make sense. So all I'm doing is helping you say something that no one else is saying right now. And look, I'd say no one else. I don't, I don't, I'm not connected with every loan officer in the country. I don't know what kind of marketing they're putting out there, but I could tell you at scale, looking at media, looking at social media, looking at some of the, some of the loan officers that are out there that are heavy. That's not a conversation a lot of people are having. So one, it's different. So it's going to attract attention because you're breaking the pattern of what everyone else is talking about. Right. And going further it's going to create interest in conversations, which is absolutely what you want right now. Fill up that pipeline with conversations about this so that you, as the mortgage expert, can tell them that, look, rates being where they're at right now is actually a good thing because you have less competition. And then you have historical data going back to with low inventory, low rates, what that environment was like. We all remember what that was like. Now you could use that historical data to show them like, this is what happened. And this is what, if rates do go down, this is what's going to happen again. So don't let yourself have that. I want to deal mindset. I want a cheap mindset to lose what you actually want, because then that's why we have so many people that were, you know, like they're not happy with what they bought because they ended up paying a lot of money for something they really want because they just wanted a house. Right. So now even though I'm I'm not prone to be one of those like, hey, now's the best time to buy, sort of, you know, I just don't really like that message ever, right? Is that is like now is the best time to have a conversation, right? Because right now, depending on your circumstances, it may be the best time for you to buy, right? Again, perceived value, actual value, loss of value. It is a framework that has served me well. And going back to law number one, a consumer is a consumer regardless of your product or service. It's that messaging. It's that mindset. If you have these conversations, post it on social media today, say, hey, did you know that when rates come down, you actually might be paying more or you might actually not be able to afford when rates come down? I, I would be shocked. I will be absolutely shocked. And you could call me out if that doesn't work, if that doesn't generate buzz in conversations with agents, if that doesn't generate buzz with consumers. If you're putting that out there, I'm telling you that's going to spur conversations, right? So anyway, um, that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want you to try that. Look, because here's the thing, you could continue, do you, what's the worst that happens? If you continue to do exactly what you've always been doing, you're going to be in the same position. No, no harm, no foul, no worse. But if you do what I'm saying, I'm thinking that you're going to generate a lot more conversations than if you're just continuing on with the status quo of what people are putting, what everyone is talking about right now. So try it. I'd love to hear your feedback. Let me know how it's going. Would really appreciate it. The last thing I want to leave you with is for those of you that follow me on social media or follow Lead Pops, you, you know that we've been running this Stream 100 program. It's been going, it's going great, crazy applications, but we're only running this thing for nine more days before we close it up. Um, we haven't reached 100 people yet. We have way more than 100 people that uh, have their applications pending. 
but it's first come first serve whoever books an appointment whoever we talk to first if they qualify we're putting them in the program so it's 100% first come first serve so if you would like to see what the dream 100 program is about and what you could do with it um go to uh go to the show I won't give you the link go to the show notes and you'll see the link for uh for the way to uh, to app, uh, to apply for uh the dream 100 well, thank you everyone so much. I hope you find va- I hope you found value in this podcast. This is something that I've been just sitting on for you know a couple of weeks, just thinking about and just like I had to talk about it because I really do think it's an advantage for people if you really start framing the conversations this way. Remember, perceived value, actual value, loss of value, and finally, a consumer is a consumer, regardless of your product or services. Till the next episode, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care.